This is Dennis Ramondi. I'm here with my co-host, Phil Goldberg, author of American Veda. Our guest today, uh, Naveed Hamid. Naveed is serving as a young media activist, documentary filmmaker, and facilitator in the media and development sector. He is from Pakistan. Uh, Naveed, thank you so very much for coming on our podcast today. Thank you so much, Dennis and Philip. It's my honor to be with you and share what we are doing humbly in Pakistan. Naveed, um, I was eager to get you on the program when I heard you were in America. I know you're giving some presentations. And you're here, as I understand it, on a State Department project or a grant. Is that correct? Yes. I'm here. Uh, one of the prestigious fellowship emerging leaders of Pakistan. It's an U.S. government, U.S. embassy funded this this fellowship, and they selected across the Pakistan 15 young people who are working for violent religious extremism in Pakistan. And among the 15, I'm the one, and we have been visiting from last three weeks a different organizations, State Department, and other, you know, civil society activists and in a host family also. Very right. good. Naveed, why do you think you were selected amongst all those applicants? What did you have in your background that they were looking for? Yes, uh, first of all, I belongs to a humble family. And uh, in my early childhood, I discriminated being in a majority community in, 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 in terms of my faith, in terms of my locality, geographical, and my, you know, small culture. But grown up in a such a way that I used the identified first the gap between majority and minority community and working on it using the different tools, which is uh, my documentary for making strength, then facilitation, and then you know, communication, creative communication, art methods. So that's my strength. A boy from a small village and a humble family, grown up in a diverse culture, in a majority community, and now working back for the community, for both majority and minority community. Now, let's uh, be more specific, Navid. Uh, Pakistan uh, has uh, dominantly... Uh, Muslim country. You're in Lahore or near Lahore, which um, is not too far from the border of India and has always been for many hundreds of years a very diverse place. I don't know if it's still as diverse as it used to be, uh, but you're from a Christian family. And uh, for our listeners uh, who live mostly in America, uh, we're used to a world where Christianity is the dominant religion. And in Pakistan, you're in a small minority. So uh, perhaps you could tell us how you came from that uh, place of being in a small minority to um, do the kind of work you're doing and in, in terms of building bridges among uh, different religious organ, uh, religions, uh, religious institutions. Yes, uh, Philip, I, I share with you uh, initially, my first call, when I was eight years old, and uh, my father used to say that you have no right and you will not get a good job in Pakistan being a Christian. 
and back of the mind they think that christians in pakistan <clears throat> don't have the right to have a good jobs because of discriminatory attitude and behavior of majority community that was the first time it stuck in my cords that i need i need to know more about it how it, this stereotype is in pakistan and when i grown up in university uh, back in 2009 i was a student of media and communication uh, and and producing a one documentary on media and peace building that a one biggest incident happened in gojra uh, 30 Ju- uh, july 2009 that was the day when i interviewing and i was in the field and uh, visiting different uh, uh, different people's home where the eight people burnt alive and more than 80 880 homes are set on fire so that day was my second call and the second call happened when i was interviewing a one lady but a young girl who is uh, crying and uh, uh, constantly saying that they will come they destroyed our toys and they will destroy me that was my second call and at that moment i decided to devote my life for peace building and and become a bridge between majority and minority community to remove a misconceptions misunderstandings between the two groups and also sensitize the majority community about the christians and the minority in pakistan so that cause to uh, to me as an bridging between both communities right and the need uh not just in pakistan but wo- worldwide Why do you think there is uh so much violence committed in the name of religion? What is it about a religion that is not one's own that makes one feel so threatened to the point that they they uh react in a in a violent and aggressive way? Yes, uh, but it's in different and different <laughs> cultures. I will particularly talk about Pakistan and then we will talk about about the you know global terrorism. and uh, in pakistan uh, we ha- we are poisoned from last three decades and it's it's uh, it's from the general zial hak time in 80s in late 80s and 90s and 2000 and this has happened uh, through the madrasas through uh, you know the rel- madrasas are the religious institutions mm-hmm. and then Uh, it happened through a curriculum in which our educational curriculum is poisoned and injected with so many things against minorities in pakistan and then the complete islamization and the, and the, and then the rule of islamization in the constitution of pakistan so these three things came together and it created a triggered on impact and effect on us our society and society become a more rigid and more you know uh a, a more not in pra- practice but ideologically they are more uh intended and more enforced towards the extremism but after 911 it happened so aggressively that after 911 uh the most of the extremist groups just like the taliban and the sipe sahaba and the other they are coming to movement 
because whatever they happened in the world, they relate to us and they destroyed uh, everything in Pakistan with the Christians. So that's a, a, a general, you know, scenario in Pakistan. Why it's get more aggressive and why it gets more, you know, hype in Pakistan. As far as uh, the global terrorism is concerned, uh, just because of the, some of the policies, the world policies are concerned. But I'm not talking about some policies because uh, it's a very uh, technical discussion. But but rather to talk about it's talk about uh, what we did in in different parts of the world like Afghanistan, and this is uh, somehow uh, the community. Uh, communities are becoming more rigid and they are towards terrorism. Other than the corruption, other than the unemployment and uh, the other things are happened in our community, they are also a result of some extremist groups and the poverty is one of them. Right, but Naveed, if I could just follow up, what is it though, do you think more fundamentally, is it about faith, is it about belief, is it about religions? that makes one so fearful of people who have different beliefs. What is it in people, do you think, have you gotten any insight into that, that causes them to react so strongly if somebody uh, believes differently than they do? In Pakistan or in general? In general. In general. Uh, so, uh, again, I'm observing U.S. from last three weeks. And uh, I have been there from last three weeks, and this is the fourth week. So uh, I cannot generalize this question to to the uh, the whole world on Pakistan and U.S. Because in Pakistan there are different scenarios, different context, uh, different you know culture, and the different spaces we have to talk about. But in U.S. it's totally different. So. Uh, Briefly talking about it, uh, when our ideology are more towards in a practical step where we can uh, overcome uh, on our school of thought to others and convey aggressively, then it becomes a problem for uh, all of us. And it happened that at one time, as you know, uh, we as a Christians done so many uh, wrong things and uh, at this time the Islam and then some of the majority community in Islam or, or Muslim groups are doing the same things so I don't think so it's in particular and a one definition of it or a specific answer of it it's a very generalized and we have to know the different dimensions to talk about them. Naveed um Perhaps you could uh, tell us a little bit more uh, specifically about your work. You've been using your skills as a documentary filmmaker. Um, give us an example or two of the kind of films you're making and what the intention is, who gets to see them, and um, how they've been useful in, in building the kind of bridges you're trying to build. Yeah. Uh since 2009, I have been involved with uh, two departments, primarily the educational institutes, and and second uh, with the with the you know civil society organizations. We are we are taking inboard to both of them and produce a peace building 
documentaries in which we covered a blasphemy law and violent religious extremism activities over there. There are many stories regarding blasphemy. There are many stories regarding violent religious extremism. For example, one documentary we produced in 2009 that was based on the Gojra incident. Gojra incident, uh, as I shared with you earlier, the eight people burnt alive and, and 80, 80 homes are set on fire by the extremist group with the they help were, of local community. I, if I can interrupt a second, were those uh, victims of that all Christians? Yeah, all Christians. They are all Christians. Okay. The, the, the family who got victimized and, and each family member burnt alive, they are all Christians. On the, on the basis of faith, they are, uh, you know, uh, they get that plenty. And what the reason behind it is uh, one person going somewhere and uh, he, uh, they claimed, the Muslim community claimed that that person has, uh, has uh, some the verses of Quran uh, has a set on fire, but that was uh, a wrong, uh, it's a wrong, you know, the blame on it. But on the case of blasphemy, they destroyed on it. So what we did, we take on board the educational institute, the youth, and the organization, and we talk about that law, and we talk about to sensitize the majority community that this incident, if happened, if we look at back the, the context and the background, there is nothing to have in it. It's just a blame game and grudges. If somebody wants to do something, he take, uh, you know, the, uh, he take the religion as a tool to do this. So one, one activity is there. But as the passage of time, uh, after 2009, 10 and 11, and we have a major incident in Pakistan, in the history of Pakistan, in which a governor, uh, Salman Taseer, our governor of Punjab, was killed by his guard. Only, he said, the blasphemy is a black law. So after that, our minorities of Shabazz Bhatti, which is, uh, uh, you know, uh, our, our minorities representative and the voice is also killed and murdered. So after that, we realize that if we talk about directly, this will cause a very, uh, you know, everybody will, uh, will be trapped in it. But we have to some holistic approach in which we need to use a different approach in which we can uh, work with educational institutes with the uh, youth of majority community and different faiths and belief and then the government also we need to onboard the government also so we are now arranging a different activities not producing only a documentaries but the training workshops where different faiths and belief people come and they can share uh, their their beliefs and we train them how we can be a better citizen and peace activists in in spite of uh, in, uh, uh, in which religion we belongs to so this we peaceful coexistence uh, is what we are working to remove such things in our you know society because this is not an overnight work because we it saw it in the 80s and the three decades and the fourth decade is going on.
to uh, to 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 up to this stage and we are harvesting the crop which is sought so we are working on it and we are very hopeful mm-hmm. that using these techniques we will be have a good future in uh, pakistan navid when <clears throat> you attempt to bring the different religions together christianity and islam i would think if it's like much of the world uh most people are open to that but there are always the most religious people what we call fundamentalist or the orthodox of those religions those are the ones that are the most difficult to deal with and generally are most threatened by other religions and least open uh to um uh inter-religious dialogue is that your experience and how do you deal with uh those type folks and especially if those more fundamentalist orthodox people are uh members of the government how, how do you get past that uh, yes uh, dennis we are moving very uh, you know strategically with the holistic approach and uh, now we are not uh, uh, you know taking on board uh, the the fundamentalist and the other people who are very rigid we are just picking a youth uh, from different areas and different faiths and belief we train them and then they get back to their community and they talk about and it's just like a ripple effect so once we will be successful to create a youth uh, which has the voice and which uh, we, uh, who can understand the things then we will move to our next step so at this stage we are just focusing on the youth and we are focusing to make them an ambassador of peace in their areas so at this stage uh, I, i must say we are not working with them at that extent right De- uh, navid um how has your work been received in pakistan uh it would seem to me that there would be segments of the society that would be uh very welcoming to your work and encouraging but there might also be uh it could even be dangerous to be doing what you're doing how what has it been like ah uh, yes uh, philip it's a very good question and it's very you know a sensitive field to work on it so many time i get threatened and uh, i'm also in the stake of my life as well uh, but what are the methodologies we have uh, adopted and what approaches we are practicing over there that's uh, are, are making a difference because uh, the first we are talking about just a blasphemy and uh, christian persecutions and and that issues that was very hard because the culture the society is not accepting at all the majority community but then we have changed uh, these uh, things and uh, we are using uh, the other you know tools and techniques so the currently what we are doing is is accepted at all level but i can't say 100% as you know there is an as an as an a favor and against and it's going on somewhere but broadly say uh, in many of the the segments of the society are with us just like i shared the government are with us so we have some some activities with them the, the you know civil society organization with us the, the different faiths and beliefs the leaders with us and the, and the youth with us so we are working with them 
and truly receiving a good response. But as you know, we have a small organization and we are extending ourselves. So, so at this stage, uh, yes, we have uh, you know identification and mark on on our places. Right, uh, Naveed, uh, in your own personal life, uh, you're a Christian. Are you a practicing Christian or are you more culturally a Christian? And what has motivated you to uh, have interfaith dialogue as opposed to converting everybody to Christianity, which some Christians feel uh, it is their duty to do? Uh, yes, uh, Dennis, uh, uh, my belief isn't very different. Yes, I was born as a Christian, as a Catholic Christian, and uh, I, I practice, I have my daily prayer, I recite the Bible, and I done so. Uh, I tried to do the things which is uh, uh, which is best for me and best for religion, but uh, I have a different philosophy and school of thought for it. Religion is my personal. It's a relationship between me and God, and I practice by myself. But I, when I when I go out to the community, I'm no more a Christian. I'm no more. Yes, I, my identity is Christian, but my practice is no more a Christian. But I take. Of one verse from the Bible, blessed are the peacemakers. So that's the whole of my life. That I'm blessed because I'm a peacemaker. So in Bible, there is no thing which is written that the peacemaking is only for for the Christians or or the believers. The peacemaking for the all the communities. So I'm going there. I'm working for them. Because this is whole of my community, the Christians, Muslims, Hindu, Bahai, every religion over there is my community, and I'm doing the work with them. And this is what I say by love, serve one another. So that's my belief over there. Naveed, I'm curious about life in Pakistan now. Um, you're when you were growing up. Did you, uh, were you exposed to the broad spectrum of religions and ethnicities, the majority Muslims, the Hindus, the Sikhs, um, um, or is the Christian community where you live very uh, isolated? And if you, when you did come in contact with the majority population when you were young, how were you treated by the uh, Muslim children? Uh, yes, um, uh, uh, Philip, uh, I faced a discrimination in my ch early childhood as, uh, um, and also uh, when I was young. I grew up in a, in a Muslim majority uh, town where we have only uh, three to four homes of, of Christians. Uh, the other one are the, are the Muslims. And then when I moved to uh, the other places, the same happened. But fortunately, I uh, I was uh, my schooling was in missionary institute, and there are the majority of the Christians and minority were the Muslim. And when I came out, uh, and I you know when I uh, in university, the that was the difficult time for me. I was uh, with the majority of Christian Christian people. But when I in university, I get to expose the Muslim community. That was a very transformational phase for me. And that's the, the hardest time for me. I struggle a lot to understand them. And when the, in 2009, the same incident happened 
that given me an opportunity to expose the different religion the different people people from different faiths and belief and the majority community so in that uh, you know struggle i discriminated i feel uh, i faced the threatened so many time so that happened in my life but after when i devoted uh, myself as i shared with you after 2009 that the paradigm shift in my personality as well i was just a christian at that time but when i got entered then i become uh, you know the the peace activist as well along with the interfaith peace activist and i expose different religion and i have a good friends in every religion in pakistan mm-hmm. and yes i have uh, more exposure now and more connections now right navid uh, you're a young man and uh, with uh, great ambitions uh, as a peacemaker uh, what would you like to see pakistan and the world be like uh, in the next in the decades to come uh, during your life if if your work is successful and you accomplish what you want to accomplish and you have others uh working in the same way what would you like to see the world be like in the future ah uh, yes uh, dennis and phil i'm very hopeful i'm very hopeful because i know the nations going through a tough time as us struggled a lot us also uh, struggled a lot and now uh, at this position and situation and uh, the same with the every nation european and other nations and now pakistan is going through the same and we have a very hard time and uh, we are going through a toughest situation in our history what i am very hopeful in future not just because of my working there are many of us the young people who are working who are very you know fearful of, uh, about our future and coming next generation so i'm hoping in next uh, three decades uh, two to three decades not i'm not talking about a uh, five years 10 mm-hmm. years it will take some time it will take some time because it will not revert back the whole situation in in 5 years or 10 years it will take some time because the the pakistan before it is was a different country after it is it's a different country so it took 30 years and thir- more than 30 years uh, to at this stage and when we will revert back it will take some time but the sincere efforts uh from the government from the civil society from the community and some international friends just like us and you people is required and if it happen and we are very hopeful that we have a very good future in near about and that good future will not only impact uh, the pakistani community but it will have a very good impact in the you know international community and us also yes uh navid um tell us about your uh, organization soch s o c h and um in in answering the question maybe you can also answer another question i had which is um i don't know how much you work alone and how much you uh you work with uh, other Uh, people the filmmaking is often a collaborative project and i don't know if soch is uh is such a uh, a collaboration 
But I'm curious whether in your uh, bridge building work with your filmmaking and other things, you are uh, you have partners from the Hindu community or the Sikh community or the Muslim community. So is the organization and your work itself an interfaith uh, project? Yeah. Uh, the, my organization, let me uh, back to the context. My organization name is FAS Resource Foundation. FAS Resource Foundation have three programs and for peace building. The first is SOCH. In English, we can say think and uh, thinking from heart. So, and other is youth development and the third is outreach. In youth, uh, in SOCH, I will talk about more about in SOCH, but briefly on youth development, we are building the capacity of different uh, uh, youth belongs to the educational institutes, young activists, and belongs to our different faiths and beliefs. And then outreach, outreach is a program for, uh, for the villages in which we go there and provide us some assistance in education, but not talking about much on it, but our core program, which is SOJ, it's in 60% of our working is on SOJ. SOJ basically, it's an, uh, it's an uh, initiative for, communi- uh, for peace building. It's a in- communication initiative for peace building. And we are working with grassroots organization first to building their capacity. And that organizations are belongs to the different beliefs and faiths just like a hindu organized hindu religion community and then the sikh and the islam the muslim so we are working uh, you know in a, in a cluster to make their in- interventions by producing documentaries reflections and the training workshops on different you know uh, digital uh, trainings in which we train the youth and they can capture the social issues and peace building you know, messages using the Android technology and using the ISO technology. And then the second half is we are uh, working and becoming bridging between the the organization and the community. So what they did, the organization came and they keep us on board as in search because we are in the business of production. We are producing the social documentaries. I'm not talking about a corporate one, but the social. Mm-hmm. So we are working with the, with the organization, big organization over there and with the community also. They take us and give us a project that make a one documentary on a whole year of program. So that whole year of the project give us an opportunity not to uh, to interact with the, with the organizations, but directly to the community. So uh, I'm proudly say that we are working with the government, with civil society organizations, belongs to different religions, and then the community, uh, uh, grassroots community. So yes, uh, this is the uh, the working we are doing in Pakistan, mm-hmm. being a small organization uh, established back in 2014. <laughs> registered with the government of pakistan just like in us 501c you have a you know non-profit sector so it's the same in pakistan 
with our laws so we are registered with the government of pakistan and we are working with the uh, with the, with the, some alliance and a network in pakistan and not in pakistan i have a couple of international organization in which i'm working a couple of friends in which uh, i'm i'm getting on board they are on our board and they advise us and we are working together in even in digitally so so partnership is a key and the collaboration is the way to work for us. Navid, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come on our podcast and speak today. Where can people go to uh, see your documentary? Uh, yes, uh, here is in my Vimeo account. And uh, with the name of Navid Hamid, everyone can go there and watch my documentaries and type on Google. And uh, if you go to my, uh, my website, it, there is everything available on it. If you can go to my, you know, Facebook account, it is everything on my Facebook. So everything is on online. Mm-hmm. And we but will we of, will post yeah. it on the our, our, our podcast. We'll we'll post it up there so everybody can uh, see it. Phil, any final points? No. Is there anything you'd like to leave our audience with, uh, Navid, we, we have listeners all over the world, but mostly in America. What, what final message would you have for, uh, for them? Yes, I will try to say by love, so one another. And uh, blessed are the peacemakers. And I request uh, to all my friends in U.S. and who are listening to us, this is a time to take a sincere efforts for uh, against the terrorism and uh, to enhance the community resilience, not in, only in Pakistan, but, but across the world. And uh, I observed from last couple of weeks, from three weeks, I have been going through the devastating experience of, uh, their, uh, of here. And I will not uh, say anything more than this to have come up and be a voice and if you have a question, if you have anything, you can send us an email and you can have uh, different ideas of our working. And even if you have suggestion, please share with us. It will mean a lot for us and we will be in a better position to make our impact as a peace building organization. Thank you so much. Thank you, Philip. And thank you, Dennis. It means a lot. This is my first trip. This is my first interview, radio interview, or any interview. And uh, uh, I'm I'm very grateful to all of you and the listener as well. And this is all about the learning experience for me, a boy from a small village and not the state and talking about on peace building. Thank well, you so much. I'm sure you will have many, many more interviews in the coming years. We wish you all the best in your good work, and thank you for being with us. Wishing thank you, you so great, much. Great, great success. Thank you so much, and uh, we will have you on again sometime, and you can tell us of your progress. Thank you, Naveed. Thank you so much, and love you, all U.S. people.